fretted me at times. You know, it's our anniversary, so. Uh, <sighs> go, 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 Shotty. It's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. We gonna sip a party like it's your birthday. Did you get a party? You know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. I'm like, I got what you need. I don't know all the words. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You didn't get me Bacardi. Have Bacardi. Oh, man. But are what? you ready for your prize? Um, I'm always ready for a prize. Has it been behind you this whole time? <laughs> You have to, I've been recording, so you have to tell the people what you have. <laughs> it is 19 Crimes, Martha's Shard, y'all. Oh, she's got a wine opener here. Oh, it's a grown-up wine opener. There's your towel. Yes, I've been leaning, my, my lower back is like super cold right now. <laughs> she has had this hidden behind her this whole time. I have, I was, so I got, first of all, <laughs> <clears throat> while while you're doing that, you are listening to One Nation Under Crime, historical, chronological, true crime podcast. We have officially been doing this for one year. <laughs> and each week we go through our nation's history and now discuss however many cases we feel like in each year. <laughs> Depends on how eventful the year was. And we started in 1800. I'm Kayla. She's Leah. I'm Leah. And she's opening her bottle of wine. So yes, now you can continue. I was So I was buying Prosecco for me. I was buying it for us. And then I turned around and saw that. And I was like, well, the Prosecco's for me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. So 19 Crimes. I'm pretty sure we talked about it like the last episode. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Are you, hey, get, you got it? I don't know. Pull. Let me tell you, I have an electric wand opener. Oh. Pull. You got this. Pull. You're almost there anyways. I, I don't want to hit the microphone. It's fine. Just look. You got it. You got it. Woo! I hit the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> so I turned around and I was like, that's uh, the one. That's what she's getting. So for Leah's birthday, I got her the Snoop Rose. <laughs> and it's really good, y'all. And so Snoop knows how to make some wine. 19 crimes, of course. Now Martha has her own 19 crimes wine and it's Martha's Shard. And oh my gosh, Chardonnay's my favorite. Leah guys. likes Chardonnay. So I don't know how good it is. I'll let you know. But I um made sure to get Leah Chardonnay cuz she likes she likes Prosecco. She doesn't like orange. She doesn't like for like mimosas. You don't like orange Mm-mm. and I couldn't find pineapple juice. It was a whole ordeal. So I was like, "Yeah, you're getting Chard." Well, I also like um for a for a mimosa, I like um, cranberry, cranberry. juice. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, you have to tell everyone how this is our anniversary episode. So you have it to tell is. the people, have to tell the people your review. Now, I am no sommelier. I will tell you that. So I'm just going to tell you if I like it or not. Let's see. While you do that, I'll tell you what it says on the back. 19 Crimes tells the true story of rule breakers who beat the odds and overcame adversity to become folk heroes. 
This spirit lives on today through innovators like Martha Stewart, a self-made icon who built a domestic empire. Who also went to prison. Martha's drive embodies the timeless values of the 19 crimes mavericks who came before her. And you can scan this nifty little QR code for Martha's story. And then look at her on the front and her pearls. Just judging you if you don't buy this bottle. Because that is what that... Look at that look. The little smarmy look on her I face. I love Martha. Love I have Martha. to say, I'm a Martha fan. How how are we feeling with the... I like the it. Wine? Is it good? I like it. I do. Is it a good, like, is it a buttery... You know these things better than I. Yeah. So if anyone is looking for a shard, like, what... I'm not the biggest fan of the real buttery. Mm-hmm. I mean... I really haven't met a shard that I don't like. Um, See, I don't like shards, so I, I can't, like, uh, speak Kayla to that. does not have the most sophisticated palette. I don't. She does not really like the wine. Much wines. like this trash panda on the front of this <laughs> wine glass. This is me. And um, it, funny enough, it says, who me? And it's a little trash panda with a little feather headband on. It's great. Um, yes. And he's got his little hands in front a, of his mouth. Like, like an oops. Kind of like, like a la baby yes. Um Yes, I do. It is a pretty good shard. Um, I do like it. It's pretty good. If you could compare it to another shard you had, what would um, it be comparative mm, to? It's, it's very similar to Josh Sellers, which is my favorite, I will say. I like Josh Sellers um, Prosecco. <laughs> I, you know what? I will say it is a very um, affordable vintage. I mean... And and all of theirs, I've I've had a lot of their different wines, mm-hmm. um, and I really haven't had one that I've been like, oh, I'm not going to get that one again. Like all of the ones of theirs that I've had have been pretty good. Josh is pretty. The ones that I've tried, so I like a Pinot Grigio, but it really mm-hmm. depends, and it kind of like. Look, I had one Pinot Grigio that I drank way too much of, and I tasted it for like three days. It was Ew. not a good time for me. Um, I might. Full disclosure, I might have taken some medication that I forgot that I took. <gasps> oh, that was a poor choice. <laughs> Which, you know, the medication's really good if you forgot you took it. <laughs> oh. But I, and I do not uh, condone that whatsoever. But I was like, no. the next morning I was like, one, why do I not remember half of last night? Oh, I no. did not have that. Like, I did not have that much. Like. Maybe, okay, so maybe myself, I had a bottle, but that's like, oh my word, <laughs> but I wouldn't like not remember anything. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would not remember. I, I would had a whole be, bottle. <laughs> I would be like, I'm a lightweight. You are. I would be like, whoo, like on it <laughs> for the night, but not that <laughs> bad. Fun time, and I was like, why do I not remember? Like I didn't. And then I went, do not mix clonopin with wine. I'll go ahead and let <gasps> oh, you know. Honey. It's not. And this was several years ago, but I was. Oh, no. I could it taste. tells you not to. I forgot that I even. Because I took it the night before. So the next oh. day. Well, for those who don't know anything about medications, like clonopin has like a pretty long half-life yeah. that it stays in your system. I didn't even I was super stressed out uh-huh, uh-huh. and I didn't even remember that I had taken it the night oh. before. So 
it was. So you, it did its job. Oh, gosh. Yes. Which is like I'm saying, like, it's a really good one if you forgot you took it. But I like Pinot Grigios. I like Rieslings. Rieslings are super sweet, though. A lot of people don't like Rieslings. I do like a Riesling. I'll say this. Because I'm the trash panda that I am. Um, <laughs> Stella Rosa has a sparkling red that's called Rose Regal. It is a sparkling red. If you really want to, I was this close, (laughs) this close. And then I didn't know what time we were recording today. And I was like, if I put orange juice in it, I don't feel as bad. Uh uh So that was why I went with it. I was like, the sparkling red. My cat, guys. I'm sorry. I just caught her. I'll post a photo she of what like she's doing. Otter. She likes to lay on her back. And she's been doing this recently. But she lays on her back with, like, her little paws. Of, yeah, she looks like an otter. She looks like an otter. But, um, so anyways. So, yeah. So, it's like Josh. I like, what is that other one? Uh, is it St. Michelle? Yeah, St. Mich- Michelle. St. Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, those are good. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Josh's. I like the Josh's my, is is my go to. Like probably it, it's a safe for, for me. Prosecco and well, Prosecco. My go to is La Marca. Mm-hmm. One, I really like the way that the bottle looks. It's really pretty. Um, and fancy. what's funny is the same color on my La Marca bottle is the same color that's on the Martha Shard. So I love but it. But you were not here when I originally did it because I had to record. But Oh, you popped it. What does it say? One year ONUC. So we have our Persecco cork. We'll keep your, we can keep yours too if you want to, but uh, yeah. I put it on the bottom I of that. It. So we would have our one year. We, but I, I mean, have to say, one, 19 crimes is like the best right? for us to have. Right. That needs to be our I, official one. Snoop Dogg, are you listening? I know you are because obviously me and Snoop would be best friends. Anyways, Look, him doing the recording <sighs> of the wildlife videos, that oh, is my favorite. Him, oh my God. Him and Kevin Hart doing the Olympics <laughs> was. Yes, yes. So I, they're from. Their commentary is hilarious. For many, many, many reasons. Snoop Dogg just holds a place in my heart that can never be. Look. Much like 50 Cent in the club. Look. I can't. There's some things like Snoop, one, the Whisper song. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry if it's stuck in your head the rest of the day. That song will be stuck in your head. Um, Such a good one. Snoop's on that song. One of the best. Do you, you know, or drop it like it's hot. Oh gosh, such a good song. But I like Snoop for a lot of reasons. Uh, One is I love Snoop because he is unapologetically who he he is. He's 100% authentic. And at the Super Bowl, they told him that he could not partake in his usual herbal recreational We'll say remedies. I'm not going to say go. substances. It should, it should. And he was like, <laughs> I don't care. And still did. And that. Look, and he <laughs> did his best to replicate the magic carpet from Aladdin's outfit. Like, I, I loved it so he's wonderful. much. I love it. And y'all, he's smart. He is so he smart. He is so, so smart. smart. And his, his, his friendship with Martha. I absolutely love it. 
Oh my gosh. The fact that they have a show together is one of the best things like, I've ever heard in my lifetime. I could be the Martha to his Snoop. I could totally do it. I have been called Martha Stewart more than you, once in my life. Let's be honest. You're the Martha to my Snoop. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think, I have the pearls to show it. I think we have discovered today that this is our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I am snooping. You are Martha. Oh my God. This, this is, is so just true. occurring to me. <laughs> this is so true. Oh, God. That's going to be updated on our website. <laughs> Leah's the Martha and Kayla's the Snoop. Oh, geez. That is so accurate. It's a good thing. I can't. It is. And I can't believe we've never made this connection until now. However, I'm saying, hey, Snoop, D-O-double-G, um, I need you to come out with a Prosecco because you have not yet. And I understand oh 19 Crimes is like not your your official brand. I'm saying, but. one, you have enough money to purchase it. So let's just go ahead and just do that and be done mm-hmm. with it. Then I also, could you could make I? a Prosecco? No. Snoop. No. Well, you're pointing to me. Still. I'm very impassioned right now. Make a Prosecco and put... Us on the label. <laughs> O-N-U-C, Prosecco. O-N-U-C. And it's One Nation Under crime. crime. One Nation Under 19 Crimes, Prosecco. I am just saying. We can make this work. I mean, we'd be pretty on a bottle. Snoop, have your people call our people, which is me. Um, we'll put Claire on the bottle, the cat. <laughs> she could be the first 19 Crimes cat. <laughs> Let's be honest. She looks like she's committed more than 19. <laughs> how many Prosecco? I mean, how many? Mimosas? Not many, actually. Okay. I'm, I'm just, just laughing so hard right now because that is. Look, okay, oh taking my spotlight. Put me on the label. She might kill you. Um, that'll be her ashamed. 21st crime. <laughs> 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 the murder of Leo will be her 21st. She was, I'm crying. Oh, uh, no. No, that so, would be awesome. Yes, so <laughs> the day that this comes out, yes, guys, this intro is long. We don't care um, because it's fun. One year, one year ago today. <laughs> I saw awesome a sound effect <laughs> on Memorial Day. We came yeah. out with our first three episodes, and they were epic. They were great, and so I've done. I've done a rundown of our one year. Okay, let's do it. We have. Just stick with me. I'm Because I did some fun things. I'm going to drink my drink. You go for it. I'm going to buy you a drink. <laughs> Anyways, um, we have 59 episodes with 54 of them being regular ONUC. Mm-hmm. The others are bonus. We have covered 47 years. Ooh. As of this recording, we have nine thousand one hundred and ninety nine <gasps> downloads oh wow oh gosh it's amazing so that is if you break it down into numbers over 486 pages of notes that Oof. i have taken <laughs> bless your bones and your little fingers over 270 hours of research In recordings, that is 4,036 minutes, which equates to 68 hours. I cannot go into how disappointed I am with that number at this moment. Just know one more would have been hilarious. Um, (laughs) 
That is 68 hours of full recordings Mm -hmm, that people mm -hmm. can listen to our voices. And I actually added up all of the minutes. (laughs) 68 was the number. Really tried to push that. It didn't work. Um, (laughs) Makes for a good time anyway. Because we are delightful. Um, That we are listened to in, you're not ready for this number. 912 cities worldwide. Wow. Have heard our podcast. 912. We have been heard in all 50 states. Wow. (laughs) All continental regions, which include North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, and Oceania. Wow. All of them we've been heard in. And our top three countries are the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. I love it. Thanks, guys. And. And. <laughs> we've got tears. We've got oh, tears. Oh, gosh, because I'm cracking up at myself. I came down to our most popular episodes because I can do them by download. Right. So, <clears throat> our most popular episodes of all time. Oh, dear. I did something you're going to love. I came up with alternative titles to them. Oh, my. So I have to guess what they are? No. Okay. You're going to die when I tell you the first oh, one, no. and then you're going to know what the theme is. So <laughs> our number... Was it reptile dysfunction? Nope. Our <sighs> number one downloaded episode is episode one, the Manhattan Well murder trial. I'm sorry. A.K.A. The one with the muff. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something about a muff. Our number two, <laughs> our number two downloaded episode is episode twenty-two. Lavinia Fisher, aka America's first female serial killer, maybe also known as the one about the food poisoned honeymoon. <laughs> oh. And oh, that then, was so bad. And then episode four is also in the top three. That is the Harp Brothers. Oh, and dear. that is the one with the four L's of murder. Do you oh. remember what the four L's are? Love. Mm-hmm. Lust. Yes. You've had a hard time with these other ones, too, because I listened. <laughs> I know. Loathing and loot. Oh, I was going to say money, but I was trying to make it yeah. into an L. So those are our top downloaded, like, regular feed episodes. So what I found was funny. Guys, we have a YouTube. I don't know if, like, a lot of people realize, but we actually have a lot of people that go and listen to our YouTube each week instead of our podcast. Mm -hmm. Our top YouTube episodes, the number one one is the Hart Brothers, Uh episode four, which we just talked about, the four L's of murder. I didn't come up with alternative names to these because you'll see. The second one is episode 31, The Patty Cannon Gang, which Ugh. we hated. Yeah. <laughs> and then episode 41, which is actually in the top five of our most downloaded episodes. Okay. And that is The Mystery of the Beautiful Cigar Girl, Mary Cecilia Rogers, ah. which we talked about pretty extensively. That was a pretty long episode where we discussed yeah. her because her murder is very... Poe was involved, like a lot yeah, of different things were involved. Still so, not- yeah. No, still not solved. Still not to this day. And there have actually been some pretty notable cases that have been solved that like were known to be unsolvable for Mm -hmm. the longest time, which a lot of people who follow true crime know that there is a case that recently has been 
you could equate it as a cold case. Um, but it was kind of recent. Her name was Brittany Drexel. I'm going to go ahead and mention her here. It will be a very, very long time before we ever reach that episode. But she went missing and she was kind of, I'm pretty sure, guys, don't come for me if this is not the exact one. Because I couldn't really read too much into it just because I'm an emo- I'm an empathic person and I know her family's going through a lot right now. And that was really difficult. Pretty sure she went missing on spring break in Myrtle beach. Mm. Anyways, they had this guy that they thought it was him. They've now figured out it was him. They have found her and it's been like 2007, 2009. They have found her alive and well, or they have found her remains. They found her remains. Mm. Um, which they knew for a while that probably she was not. Well, I mean, but it's the been that finding long. of your child's remains. Sure. Oh, and is it's one of those things of like, like I, I have a father who died. Like it's one of those things that you know they're gone. Like you mm-hmm. feel it inside of you, even though you don't know. But there's still a part that, of that you. little bit of hope. It hope like you hope mm-hmm. that the phone rings and you don't know the number and it's them. Or you hope sure. that the front door opens and it's them. Like, And I think that that finality for yeah. that, like that's yeah. almost, it's grieving all over again. Like yeah. it is. And so, and it's really difficult. Like I, and I have, I'm very weird guys, but. Yes, you are. I've had dreams where my, I, that my. <laughs> This is how weird I am. I've had dreams that my dad like faked his death and that he's really alive. And I've had this dream multiple times. And it's not like I know it's not true, but it's one of those like I'll wake up and it felt so real Mm. that I'm like, it's like, it's almost like it hits you all over again where you're just like, ugh, but I know. But I'm just saying there are many cases that have gone unsolved for decades. Right. The East Area Rapist, like he's been captured like he's got like those cases can be still figured out and so while a lot of people don't like unsolved cases mary cecilia rogers i think could maybe eventually we could figure out what happened yeah um but that was just a super interesting case and so i found it really interesting that it caught it didn't catch as much traction on our YouTube as it did on our regular downloads, mm-hmm. but it did catch a really good amount of like traction as far yeah. as the amount of people who go to our YouTube versus like our normal feed. So when it could just be that some people are interested in that case mm-hmm. and they were looking it up and it came yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was just really, really interesting. Um, how many people like we've been doing this for a year and almost 10,000 downloads. Like we're so close. Maybe we'll hit it tomorrow. Um, We can hope. (laughs) Somebody asked me recently, you know, what do you get out of doing this download? I mean, like we don't get money y'all. No. And I was like, you know, it is just so fun. Number one. Yeah. I have a definite play date with my bestie. (laughs) Yes. Every two weeks we have a play date. I mean, a definite play date, but I mean, it's just, I'm learning history and it's, it's fun. I mean, and we get to uncover these cases that people no that, one knew. Yes. Of. And yes. like, what's funny is so there's another network. We've discussed them many times before the obsessed with true crime network. They do the Hamilcast or mm-hmm. they don't do it, but 
Julian yeah. Pensavalli does the Hamill cast. Like that's their whole thing. And they have a podcast called Crimes of the Centuries. And just two weeks ago, they covered the Patty Cannon gang. And I was like, we did that. Yeah. Like, we did that. That that was like, we I can speak that. about this intelligently. And so it's just, there's so many things like that, that, that we've covered that, I mean, and, and the comments on that post were like, yes. this is such a crazy case. Like, I couldn't believe I never mm-hmm. knew. And I, of course, like commented on it as ONUC. And I'm like, we covered this in episode 31. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Hint, hint. Go listen. <laughs> um, but but I like, mean, I mean, it's just so crazy. Well, and people that I have spoken to, like people that I know. Um, we have opened some horizons. Well, yeah. I mean, people that I've, I've spoken with have been like, I'm so glad that I'm listening. You know, this is, you know, inspired me to do more research myself. Do research, and I'm reading this book. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've looked up this topic, and then now I'm reading this book mm-hmm. about it. And it's and so amazing, it's awesome. Yes, because you know, I mean, it opens conversations that you might not have had no, with other people. Exactly, and it, and it's just it's so funny because people will come and they'll say like. We got a wonderful email this weekend from a lovely lady. Her name yes. is Rita. She's only on episode like 31, 32 right now. So it'll take her a while to catch up to this one. But no, she may have been cramming. She, <laughs> she uh, sent us an email. She's getting a sticker in the mail. You still can too, just FYI. Um, and she was like, you. if you're still doing this, like I'll, you know, and I said, of course, like, of course we are. And she was very kind. And she just said like, I really enjoy their banter. I actually, I'll like, I'll find what she sent because I actually took a screenshot of it and I sent it to Leah because I I always like to do those things and be like, look, like this is what we got. And because I do most of that stuff. But she said, I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed your podcast. I did leave a review on the platform that I listened to and she sent like a copy of it. And of course, like she was like, if you're still sending out stickers, I'll take them. And I was like, of course we are. Just send me your address. And her stuff's going in the mail today. But she said um, in her review, she said, I'm on episode 31. This is so entertaining. I not only love the content, both Leah and Kayla make you want to keep listening and come back for the next episode. They are both pink starbursts. <laughs> they make it easy to follow and it's family friendly. If you're looking for a new podcast to start, pick this one now. Look, Rita, I don't know about family friendly. Well. We're language friendly. Because <laughs> uh, we, we, we touch. We touch I'm the, family we friendly. Touch the, we still touch the bo- we, reptile dysfunction. We still touch well. the border. All right. <laughs> well, that, I'm sorry. That but, just came out because it was just daggum funny. It was hilarious. I talked about that the other day. Uh, Anyways. Um, I can surprise you every now and then. You can, honestly. And I'm the one that came up with the buff. <sighs> Oh gosh, I know. I was like, we really did it on that first one with the muff. Honestly, I surprised like, myself with God, that. I'm, one. I'm still, still crying because it cracks me up. Like, <laughs> and honestly, like it cracks me up because it's me. it's it's been a year of just so many different things. Like we've created so many inside jokes on this podcast <laughs> that like you would not understand if you had like what is a bipedal tailless beaver. <laughs> And what does he have to do with women wearing beaver muffs on their head in protest? Like, what? <laughs> Why do alligators falling from the sky? What 
children's book does that have to eventually equate to? Which I'm telling you, TM is still going to become a, a children's book eventually. I mean, uh, the bipedal Telos beaver and the crocodile that falls from the sky become best friends. It's yes. a thing. And I have in, a nephew who is a budding artist in so. Charleston. Yes. So. We're I mean, really combining all of our best episodes things. together. All these things. So because Mary Cecilia was the episode, we we introduced the bipedal tailless beaver. So I mean, really, we're just combining all of these wonderful things together. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that this intro is super long, but this is our one year and we we're are just, just excited. super excited. Yes. And, and thank y'all for your guys, support. Seriously. Like yes. we could not like one we do pay for this ourselves but we do the seeing the amount of support and i will tell you this month i haven't told leah yet because we haven't seen in person since this like actually happened the month of may has been our biggest month of downloads period (gasps) yay like we have like by 500 (gasps) from before like our biggest month before that's fantastic and I don't know what's happened, but Keep I'm happen, so guys. excited. And it's just people are finding our podcast and they're enjoying it. Yes. And it's just wonderful. And we have another really good episode for y'all today. And I we are just beyond thankful that we have people like our best friend Ryan yes. out and I like and little man. And little man, like absolutely love them. They send us congratulations and let us know like yes. they're the ones that put our sticker on their car. And yes. I mean, it's just stuff like that that like, yes, we understand we don't have as big of a fan base as some other like right. major podcasts out there, but like our fan base that we do have, like they're yes. you're so kind. And guys, people that I know personally, um uh Former teachers of mine, you know who you are. <laughs> um, just so encouraging and so kind. Um, it like just it history me. teachers. Well, she was not my teacher, but no, right, but but, but correct. her husband. Mm-hmm. Was. But she was a history teacher. Yes, yes. So you know who you are, and that's always so fun. Just because, um, like, thank you for enjoying us. Yes, <laughs> and the fact that people say like. I love history and this is like, this is accurate and this is right. And yes. it's just like, ugh, it's so good. And so we just look forward to another year of making. More than one. You're I mean, stuck with me for life. Sister. Oh, I'm aware. I'm just saying we're looking <laughs> but you're forward. you're not in charge of my funeral. <laughs> yes, I am. No. I've already discussed this with Michael. Um, I'm sorry. Um, don't worry about it. It's, it's don't, in the will. Don't. Kayla cannot make any changes. Look, um, Michael, don't tell her our secrets. Um, so, <laughs> without further ado, we'll go ahead and we'll jump in after 30 minutes of an intro. We'll jump into our case for this week. Welcome. But it is a good case. So I'm glad that you guys stuck around. And just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you all have done for Muchas us. gracias. In this first year, um, I will not say what Michael would say because it's. <laughs> Anyways, um, I sent it to Leah the other day and she goes, that's something Michael would say. And I was like, I know that's why I sent it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just say it's the country boy version of gracias. Gracias. Yes. Um, so, um, our sources for this week, we have Cornell University Library and 
the ever formidable reason why I am on the NSA list and Brad is our best friend. Murder by Gaslight. You got it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we are in the year of 1847 this week. And let's just say, all right, I I love when I make a connection and I swear to Mary Joseph and Jesus Cristo if you ruin this for me. Um, in other words, don't talk. I connected this as I was doing these notes and it made me one of the happiest. I'm crying thinking about it, honestly, because I was like, this all connected for me. So January 4th of 1847, Samuel Colt, we know him. Bang, bang. Sold his first revolver pistol named the Colt Walter. Nope. The Colt Walker. <laughs> think of Wal- oh, I know I'm thinking Walter. I've been li- re-listening to, and that's why we drink. And anyways, Walt Walter is a big thing in their podcast, which we'll connect to our next episode. We'll pick it up then. Um, anyways, the Colt Walker uh, was sold to the U.S. government for use by the Texas Rangers. And the only thing that I put in parentheses in all caps was Walker, Texas Ranger. Because? It's the Colt Walker, and they sold it to the Texas Rangers. <laughs> and it's Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to go to the fact that... Oh <laughs> Um, love Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to the remake of Walker, Texas Ranger. I mean, yes, I do star, love that. Was in Supernatural, and he was also in Gilmore Girls, and which is like your people, Jared Padalecki, and yes, it's fantastic. But in my, I really thought that I was, was reading that, that, and I went Walker, Walker Texas. Oh my god, Walker, Texas Ranger. I that can't. is pretty cool. God, that was such a good show. But back notice then. how I went. Oh, I know. You, totally Kayla Brain. You went current and I went like. <laughs> I went Kayla Brain. He's so hot. Anyways. Um, See, I went Kayla Brain. January 13th, the Treaty of, we're going to say that this is what it is. Kaolinga? Kaolinga. Like, anyways. Kaolinga? Nope. Nope. Um, it was the treaty that ended fighting in the Mexican-American War in California. Then we have January 16th, John C. Fremont was appointed governor of New California Territory. Uh, this is one of your favorite um, words. We'll go with that. Uh, January 30th, Yerba Buena, California was renamed San Francisco officially. San Francisco. You like Francisco. Yerba. Yes. That's you, kind of fun to say. You like Yerba Buena, too. Yerba Buena. Uh, February 4th, the first U.S. telegraph company was established in Maryland. February 5th, the first relief party left Johnson's Ranch to try and save the Donner Party. Unsuccessfully. Well, they saved some of them. Not all of them. Well, I guess, I don't know if, the, if you haven't digested the, anyways, um, <laughs> never mind. March 1st, the state of Michigan abolished the death penalty. Michigan is only one of three states to have ever executed anyone following admission into the union. Huh. There has been one execution, but it was not carried out by the state. Huh. It was Anthony... <sighs> It was a federal execution, and I'm pretty sure he was Russian. Anthony Shabar Taurus in 1938. Easy for you to say. Right. 
Not easy. Um, <laughs> March 10th, Hawaii minted money for the first time. March 28th, the Massachusetts donation of 1847 for Ireland sails from Boston on the USS Jamestown. The donation was organized by a group of businessmen to distressed Irish families, and the goods collected totaled $150,000 then. Whoa. I know. May 7th, the American Medical Association, or the AMA, was founded in Philadelphia. You know. West Philadelphia, born and raised <laughs> on the playground. Bye. Is that where they spent most of their days? Cannot with you. Um, By the way, my five-year-old nephew, he can kind of say that. <laughs> Just saying. He's a prodigy. Um, May 8th, Scott Robert Thompson patented the first rubber tire. By the way, did you know, I only know this because of my boyfriend, tires are actually white. They're made black, like they're not black when they're made, like they have to be made black. Hmm. The actual like tire itself before it goes through a different process is white. Why because they make them black? I don't know. We were talking about it because my daughter has a bike and her bike tires are white. Mm -hmm. And so he made a comment because he's very like good with cars and everything and he was knowledgeable worked at a mechanic shop and all this other stuff now he works in a different way with cars and so he was like you know that tires are actually like white like they're not black they're made black i guess they get dirty so but go ahead and make them black i don't know i have no idea hmm. but interesting nonetheless little tidbit to know <laughs> april 28th george b vachon became the first african-american to enter the new york state bar good for him June 1st, the Zeta Psi Fraternity of North America was founded at NYU. June 10th, the Chicago Tribune began publication. June 14th, Robert Bunsen invented the Bunsen burner. I was going to ask you, he's a scientist. <laughs> June 18th, American photographer Thomas Martin Easterly took the earliest known photograph of lightning Ooh. using the daguerreotype process in St. Louis, Missouri. It's a very cool photo. I've looked it up online. That's, I mean, that's It was cool. really cool. Um, I love pictures of lightning. It, I do too. Lightning's beautiful. Yes. As long as it's far away from <laughs> June 22nd, the first ring-shaped donut, like a donut that you eat, mm, was allegedly created by <laughs> Hanson Gregory. Allegedly. There is apparently some debate. Oh, there's so. always debate. Okay. Best donut comes from? Krispy Kreme. Duh. Okay. Okay. People I'm glad we have that out of the way. Um, People will argue with you. It depends on whether you want a cake donut or you don't want a cake donut. Because if you want a cake donut, then like Dunkin' is a cake, cakey that's, donut. That's not a donut. But like you that's want a to eat cake. a donut and you want to feel as though it dissolved the I second mean, you bit it. You want a little piece of heaven mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. glaze. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yes. Just I love the sure. the one that's near us, kind of that's closest to where we are. You I'm can thirty one. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. watch them make them, and it's really cool. I like doing that. Yes. Um, so, anyways, we don't have time to go into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that hot now sign yeah. just just gives you it gets warm you. fuzzies. Gets you. And there's a there's a TJ Maxx and Home Goods right beside it. You uh. know, it's just a day. Uh, June twenty seventh. <laughs> What's this? Hurry up and finish. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling that is right now. 
June 27th, New York and Boston were linked by telegraph wires for the first time. July 1st, the U.S. issued its first postage stamp featuring George Washington Uh for 10 cents. It is a lot more than that now. Yes. And Benjamin Franklin for 5 cents. There you go. Fun fact, the first 10-cent stamp was used on July 2nd of this year on an envelope. And the envelope still exists to this day. Cool. I'm pretty sure it is in the U.S. Postal Museum that is near the Smithsonian in D.C. But that is pretty cool. Don't quote me on that. Um, <clears throat> Too late. It's recorded. Yeah. July 24th, Brigham Young and 148 Mormons arrived in Saint- yep, Salt Lake City, Valley, Utah. So they officially made it there. There you go. And that soon is why after, Brigham Young University is there. We discussed it before. I was going to say, soon after a university yeah, was founded. Anyways. Uh, July 26th, Moses Gurish Farmer mm. built, this is just fun, the okay. first miniature train for children to ride. Oh, that is fun. Isn't it? I mean, I, I'm a child at heart. Can I ride? Probably. And there's some kids that weigh more than me. I'm just saying. July 29th, the Cumberland School of Law was founded at Cumberland University in Lebanon, Tennessee. And at this time, only 15 law schools existed in Whoa. the United States. How many women were students? Um, we're not going to go there. I'm just asking. September 10th, the first theater opened in Hawaii. October 16th, Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre was published. Oh. I love the Bronte. Wait, let's have a moment. Bronte sisters. (laughs) Fantastic. And they were able to publish as women and be successful. Right. Not under a a pseudonym. Yes. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that. Bring it to light. (laughs) Let's celebrate them because that's fantastic. They they are wonderful. Okay. Continue. October 31st, my favorite day of the year. The Theta Delta (laughs) Chi... The Theta Delta Chi Social Fraternity was founded at Union College in, such a fun word, Schenectady, New York. (gasps) Ooh, that is fun. November 21st, the steamboat Phoenix was lost on Lake Michigan, killing 200 (gasps) people. That's sad. November 29th, Oregon missionaries Dr. Marcus Whitman and his wife Narcissa, not Malfoy, and 11 (laughs) others were killed in the Oregon country by Indians, which started the Cassius War. That's exactly what I thought, too. I know. That's why I went ahead and said it. You're welcome. And our undated event for this year, the candy Nico wafers were first produced as hub wafers in New England, and that began the mass candy industry. I love it. Gotta love it. You know what? I watched that on how it's made. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me tell you something. (laughs) How it's made... Mm-hmm. I love that show so much. Now, some of the things I'm like, Meh, you know, but it is so cool to see how things are made. It just amazes me. And when it goes back that far, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it shows the history, especially if it's been like a family owned. Mm-hmm. That's company. always fun. Yes. I love to see that. And I think Smarties, Smarties has been a family owned company 
um, from way back. I love to see how things are made. Also, also, mm-hmm. it is really good to nap too because it is very <laughs> even keel, you know. And it's not it's, what I nap to. Well, no. Well, I mean, I know. But I also, I mean, I will say I've seen all the Harry Potter movies more than once. I can tell you which movie it is just by looking up and seeing a scene usually. That is very true. I can as well. Um, And so I will nap to those a lot. I will put that on just, you know, if it's my Sunday afternoon nap. But napping to how it is made, that's a really good thing to nap to as well because it's a very it is a constant, mm-hmm. steady. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy watching how it's made as well because some of that stuff, it's just awesome to see. This is true. From beginning um, to end. That was really just kind of an aside. I, there you go. I nap to ghost adventures. And I think that that's really <sighs> that's, fitting. That's very you. I mean. That's, nope. I don't even watch that. I was actually watching a different show before you got here with, um, wasn't ghost adventures. It was uh, with Jack Osborne um, called Portals to Hell. Anyways, <sighs> difference in our real this is the difference in us right now. It really is. Um, <laughs> I like tea. Jack Osborne. I used to watch the Osbournes when I was younger. And um, I always liked them. I always thought they were funny. I always liked Sharon. I always thought she was always fun. I've seen her on things and I've I've not disliked her. She's on The View, I think so, which like, the, I'm sorry I for anybody. I was going to say, I'm sorry for anybody who watches The View. It's garbage. But yes, I've always garbage. liked Sharon. And I think the reason I like Sharon is because you have to be a super strong woman to yes. deal with Ozzy Osbourne. And to put up with all the shenanigans. Like all the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And then you have two kids with him, which Kelly, obviously, like she has the, I don't, I don't know who her hairstylist is. Obviously she has to pay like $2,000 every time she gets her hair done. But it's amazing. It is the most beautiful purple that I've it ever really seen is. and it fits her skin tone flawlessly. If I were brave enough and had oh, the money God. to she, keep it, it up, is gorgeous. I would do it if I had the money to keep it up. Well, Jack is now very popular on like the Travel Channel and does a lot of different like ghost shows <laughs> and one of them he does with another girl came, uh, called uh, I believe it's I don't know if it's Katarina or Katrina. I've only watched like three of them so far. But anyways, he has a ghost hunting show. He also has one with Kelly that they've done like a few episodes of. And Kelly cracks me up. Would she be the me in the situation? So she's super into it. And she really like, they're the Osbournes. Like you have to know, like that's their vibe. Mm. And... So there's one show that's on there called The Osbournes Want to Believe. And so Jack shows Ozzy and Sharon videos from the internet and they have to like rate them on a scale of how much they believe them as to like it could be like a UFO video or like just different videos that people post on the internet and they show them and like get their actual reactions. And it's so funny because the amount of times they like subtitle Ozzy because like no one knows what he's saying. Uh, right, right. It's great. Not only is it an English accent, <laughs> it's a slurred English accent. And Sharon's on there a lot too. And like they're doing it in the Osbournes like theater room in their house. So there's like dogs walking across the screen because they have so many animals. Right. They have like six different animals 
that are just dogs. Like they have tons <laughs> of pets. And so you'll see like a little dog walk across the screen <laughs> as you're watching it. It's great. And um, it. so anyways, they have like different shows on there. But one of them is Sharon and Ozzy are watching Kelly and Jack on a ghost investigation of like a building or something. Kelly... One, she's so into it. She thinks it is like the coolest thing she's ever seen, but she only vibes with it if she feels like it's like a, a good, like, yeah, if it's not good, she's spirit. The second she feels like it's like malevolent, she, one of them she has like, they're just touring it during the day to kind of look at the building. And she mm-hmm. has one of her like Pomeranians under her arm as she's walking around. And all of a sudden she hears something and. <laughs> You just hear like a string of expletives and she goes, I'm out. And she's got the dog under her arm and she's like <laughs> running down the stairs. <laughs> That'd be it's me. It's the coolest thing ever. But anyways, that would be me. that's what I'd be I, like, Audi. Those are things I nap to. Anywho, um, speaking of animals staring at you, I have a cat looking around my computer screen right now. Um, I love it. <laughs> So, summer of 1847 in Southbridge, Massachusetts. Really, really, really debated. You can't say anything until I'm done with this passage. And you'll know. You cannot, more specifically, you cannot sing anything until I'm done with this passage. That's me. Thank you. It is not. And you'll know why. (sighs) I almost didn't do this case. Putting restrictions on me. It's been a year in. I'm, I'm entitled. Um, summer of 1847 in Southbridge, Massachusetts, Elvira Hutton hired carriage driver. (laughs) (laughs) You know why I said it now. (laughs) She hired carriage driver Milton Streeter to take her to her mother's funeral. Little did Elvira know he would be the cause of her own funeral just over a year later. Now go ahead. Elvira. I knew it. I knew it. I Elvira. saw I was like, I can't. Anyways. My heart's <laughs> on fire for Elvira. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, anyways. So, we're not going to go into Southbridge, Massachusetts Thank this week. Thank you for letting me sing. You're welcome. I allowed it. We're not going to go into Southbridge this week just because, guys, we have way, we've already covered way too much. We've got too much to go into. So, Thank you let me sing. You're welcome. It was your <laughs> gift. Other than your shard. It was your <laughs> gift. So, uh, Milton Whipple Streeter was Asa Streeter and Abigail Tracy's firstborn child on May 28th of 1820. Uh, he was a Gemini, and I also put also a bit odd to note that I was researching this on his actual birthday 202 years later. That's kind of cool. It freaked me out a little, honestly. <laughs> um, and they were in Douglas, Missouri. In the pamphlet, <clears throat> it's a super, super short title. <clears throat> Incidents in the life of Milton W. Streeter, the jealous and infatuated murderer who murdered his young and beautiful wife, Elvira W. Streeter, at Southbridge, Massachusetts, October 3rd, 1848. Super that short. That is the title. Super short. It's, it's really straight and to the point. I mean, they really needed to give you more detail so you know what you were reading. It honestly was hard to find as well because, you know, I mean, just so little in there. Um, <laughs> the writer took careful note to mention this of Milton's birth. So... I don't know who wrote this pamphlet, but she's salty. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. And this was written like 
clearly after he murdered someone. But anyways, she put, quote, Little did those parents then think as they gaze upon him that the little harmless babe bore about him the elements of a murderer. Little did they imagine the future years would rend their hearts with the keenest agony from the terrible deed of blood which their heart's child would commit. No one can unfold the pages of the future, and it is well that we cannot. The weight of the future bearing upon the present might crush the spirit. The mother, as she gazely fondly upon her dear infant, so fresh and so promising, will start with terror as she thinks for a moment what may be. It's terrible fate, but God, for her sake, allows her not. As she looks towards the vista of its coming years to read its destiny, she would shrink from the mighty task of toil and trial through which she must pass the voyage of life. Whoa. I mean. <laughs> and all I can think of is as the, <laughs> as the sand falls through the hourglass, so are the I days mean, of our lives. Say, <laughs> that was very, very um, dramatic. Very dramatic. Like, oh, this child was born. Little did this mother know she's looking into the eyes of a murderer. <laughs> like, oh, God. She should have drowned at birth. I mean, dang. I mean, well, what happens next is a bit. Anyways, when Milton was around the age of two, he was placed. I'm in not a... saying drown your children, people. <laughs> please, exactly please, please don't misunderstand Direct all me. of your emails to Leah, uh, uh, to Leah at OneNationUnderCrime.com. I'm that not is not a real email address. It will not come drown in. children. I, I was being Just... dramatic and keeping with the theme. <laughs> when Milton was around the age of two. Sorry, guys. This story gets a bit. This, I specifically, this part's a bit cringy. Um, when Milton was around the age of two, he is placed in a small chair near the fireplace, and his mother left the room only for a moment. From the other room, she heard a shrill scream as Milton had fallen forward in the now overturned chair, and his head lay on the coals of the Ooh, burning fire. That is not cool. The physician was called immediately, and it was noted that in some, again, sorry guys, in some places the bone could be seen. <gasps> oh. And his fontanelle was exposed. I don't know what that is, but I don't sound cool. The soft spot on oh, a baby's head. You know, like no. that's their brain right there. Ah. And it's there specifically, so like Ah, uh, yeah. So his brain was essentially exposed. Oh, brain trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thankfully, Milton fell into a coma for several weeks. And while the physician went to dress his wounds each day, the physician never promised to return the next because he fully expected Milton to die. The wound was healed and Milton eventually came out of his coma. He experienced seizures frequently over the next few years and the medical attendant could, quote, easily foresee that though the physical injuries might be completely healed, the child would never again regain the tone and vigor of his intellectual faculties. Eventually, Milton had to be taken to a private hospital to receive care. And while it was extremely beneficial for him in the weeks that he was there, the expenses were just way too much for the Streeter family to be able to afford. I mean, that'd be too much now. Yeah. It took, because of a child growing, six 
years oh. for his wounds to heal. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think they're on your head yeah. and it's dealing with your brain and your skull and like, and that's what it's, the thinnest skin there is. And it's too. growing and forming. And so each time like you think it's it just kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Six I had, years. I had surgery on Yeah, and that my, took a long time. Face. It did, it took a long time Because you had to, to have heal. laser surgery. I had to have, yeah. You, I had like, to have, yeah. Laser treatment. Yeah, it was a lot because that, that was a lot. the skin on your face is very, very thin um so yeah i mean i it took a long time <laughs> you had to, to take like a hands gob full of stuff to put on her forehead Ugh. before she had to go get treatment done it was bad it was oh my gosh um, it was numbing cream i had to put on and it was yeah, oh it was, a, it lot. was a lot i had a mole removed and it it was more involved than the doctor then thought it, it was yeah, going to be. It like, was a lot more It had involved. been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Like she thought she was just going to do a little cutty cut cut. And it, it, it took longer took a than lot she more. thought. Yeah. 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 It was a lot. Took a lot more. I so, survived. And you were how old when that happened? John. Well, let's see. It was, it JC was five was how years old? ago. Yeah. he An infant. So yeah. It, so. was, it was five years ago. Yeah, so imagine a and, child. And I had it for as long as I can remember. Exactly. Too. I'd had that mole for as long as I remember. she asked me, how long have you had that? And I was like, mm, as long My as life. I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, so imagine a child having a traumatic injury to a skull. and Like, I mean, anyways, it took, like I said, six years to completely heal, but the mental and internal physical wounds remained. Oh, gosh, yes. And that wasn't even like on the soft spot on my head or anything. Exactly. That was just on the side of my face. And your skull was, yeah. Michael like, would say pretty thick. So, uh-huh. <laughs> y'all, I looked like, look, it was above my, my left eye. I looked mm-hmm. like sloth from the Goonies <laughs> when it first happened. It was, it was pretty bad. It, it was bad. It was bad. Like, it took a long time for them uh, to, to do stuff to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, over the years, he attended school, but he wasn't really able to keep up. And his father made careful note to make sure he actually knew how to farm. He was like, You're not really good in school, but we're going to make sure that you can actually farm. Just to make sure you have, like, an actual skill in this world. There you go. Um, which, like, good for them. But Milton was good at farming, and his parents put their focus on his education there rather than his education in a classroom. But Milton was prone to accidents, and not in the sense that he had, like, balance issues or anything like that. He was extremely prone to risky behavior. And there were incidents such as him playing with gunpowder near a fireplace. Oh. And walking barefoot over farming equipment that caused injuries that would keep him bedridden for weeks. Oh. Sharp farm equipment barefoot. I'm just going to leave that. Okay. I'm not going to put y'all through the mental scars that I had to as I was reading this. However, he was described as comparatively happy, easily excited, easily governed, and also easily affected to tears. But then his family moved to the city. Several members of the family began factory work, and that included Milton. His risky behavior remained, and his temperament started to shift around others. But it was described that he was perfectly calm around his father. Then, at 16, he got scarlet fever. Ooh. And his, quote, nervous irritability was increased, and his emotions and actions became more impetuous and less under the control of will. Oh, no. 
Little is known about Elvira Hutton's younger years from the age of 16. We do know that she was fair with dark hazel eyes and dark curly hair. She was kind, lively, lighthearted, and hardworking, having grown up on a farm. Some might say she lit up a room, which in most cases is a death sentence. Um, yeah, anyways. usually. Any disappeared show on ID, they're oh, like, sure, she lit up a sure. room, and it's like, all right. <laughs> that so, means. Anytime they say she lit up a room or she was such a free spirit, I've always heard like, if anybody ever calls you, like if you ever see someone and you go, she's a free spirit, you should probably pull her to the side and be like, hey, we need to discuss like your future. <laughs> and anyways, so her parents were not wealthy and she decided to take up the trade of dressmaking. She excelled and was known by many to be the best. She put herself into a higher social class by association because all of her customers were wealthy women around town. She was regularly complimented on her looks, and that was not something familiar to her. And she lacked the knowledge to see intentions of some people around her. Oh, no. She fell in love easily and frequently and fed upon flattery of others. She was in a relationship with a wealthy young man for over a year, but suddenly the relationship ended, and it was never really revealed why. Elvira was getting older, and she started to worry about the lack of suitors around her. She was afraid of being alone. Even still, she was light and happy at the time. And at this time, even though she was kind of thinking about her life ahead, even the thought of being with Milton Streeter would have made Elvira shudder in disappointment. Quote, time, however, is rapid in its marches and never stops for man or maid. The burden of time and age still weighed upon Elvira. And then an event occurred that changed the course of her life permanently. Her mother died. Elvira was sent a carriage to take her to her mother's funeral and a driver was to be sent with it. Unfortunately, all of the carriage drivers were already hired out for the day. And just by happenstance, Milton Streeter was lounging about nearby when he was asked if he could take the job. Once he saw Elvira, he happily accepted. After all, he didn't really have anything else to do that day. The two began talking on their way to the funeral, and the sound of Elvira's voice did something to Milton that he had never experienced before. Uh-oh. It made him happy in a way he hadn't experienced in some time either. Milton had several younger sisters, and the one he was closest to, Hannah, was his favorite. And the two shared a familial bond that he didn't share with anyone else, even his parents. But Hannah had died some years earlier, and those feelings disappeared. Until today. The love he felt before was brotherly, and he knew of that feeling. But this was a quite different feeling overall. Oh, dear. While it was the saddest day of Elvira's life, Milton was stepping into a new life that he had never experienced before. He took her to the funeral and returned her to her father's house as instructed, and then he waited around town for the grieving Elvira to return. Once she arrived back at her shop, the two started seeing each other on a regular basis. Elvira wasn't very happy with the arrangement, but as I said earlier, she was getting older, and she had someone who was hanging on her every word, and that is a dangerous combination. Absolutely. Milton was relentless in his pursuit. And when he asked her to marry him, 
Elvira hesitated and took more than a little convincing to agree. I would think. Plans were being made for the wedding, and as the day grew closer, Elvira called it off. She couldn't marry someone she didn't love, and they hadn't been together long enough to know really that much about each other. It had only been a month since her mother's funeral that she got engaged. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Elvira found that as time went on, they had absolutely nothing in common, and they were quite the opposite of one another. Milton was crushed by this, and he still continued to insist that they get married. And again, under all of the pressure, Elvira agreed. Their wedding day arrived, and Elvira was sick at the thought of going through with it. Milton tried to reassure her again, and Elvira burst into tears. Milton was desperate, and he tried to speak any word of love to her that he thought would work. And when it didn't, bit of a trigger warning, and guys, this is such a toxic, manipulative behavior in any relationship. If you see it run, just have to put that in. When nothing else was working, Milton threatened to kill himself if he did not marry her. Elvira's father intervened. And you would think that Elvira is like, thank God he's intervened. No. Her father also persuaded her to go through with the wedding. She agreed and stood at the altar. Yeah. Her father intervened and convinced her to go through with it yep. after this crazy guy says, I'm going to kill yeah. myself if you don't marry me because mm-hmm. I'm so desperate and I need you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yep. No, thank you, Pops. She agreed and stood at the altar, pale and trembling, as she became Mrs. Streeter on August 16th of 1847. No one in town could actually believe that they were married when they heard. The younger men in the town knew how jealous Milton was about Elvira, and they would play jokes on him just to make him mad. They would imply that they were intimate with his wife, and some would give Milton a half dollar to give to Elvira as payment for some unspecified service. That's despicable right there. The worst of them, and honestly, the worst of them, and this is his last name, Because I'm sorry, this last name, there's nothing negative that could come with it. Bacon. What? Bacon. I love bacon. Like Kevin Bacon. Anyways, his last name was Bacon. (laughs) And he had come from out of town. He learned of Milton's jealousy and did everything he could to insinuate that he was meeting with Elvira. Look, that's just mean and hateful. Find something better to do. Milton began skipping work to spend time watching Bacon and Elvira. I'm sorry, Bacon. Um, And although he could find no evidence of unfaithfulness, he was convinced that the two were intimate. He couldn't take it anymore, and he threatened Elvira with a razor and demanded that she confess. She did not confess and instead filed a complaint with the Justice of the Peace saying that she considered her life endangered by any further cohabitation with Milton. The Justice of the Peace ordered the couple to separate and put Milton under a $100 bond to keep the peace. Wait, Bacon got no sort of no punishment or anything? I'm sorry. Because, I mean, at that time, just words and saying things to people, you can't do anything with that. Like, actual action of Ugh. harm has to be taken right that's harassment though that is harassment that, that though it didn't matter like at this time that didn't matter now yes that would absolutely matter but 
But again, mm. it was then Milton's actions that mm. he took a razor to Elvira and I mean, threatened. that was not cool. I mean, that was not I'm cool. just saying, like, he did not need to do that. The court then thinks of those actions more than the actions of just a guy saying some I words. I mean, now Milton, he's unstable, right? And that's not cool. But these but El- other jerks are they didn't really know that. They just thought, like, oh, he's just a little odd. Like, they didn't know. Well, sure. But, I mean, they, these guys are egging it on. And they're oh, jerks. You'll they're see. bullies. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll see. I don't like them. Um, since Milton wasn't working, he couldn't afford to pay the bond. And he had to sell his furniture to his brother-in-law, Joseph Jans, to pay it. Mm. On October 23rd of 1848, Milton was helping his brother-in-law load the wagon of the furniture that he had sold and took the wagon back to his brother-in-law's house. Once it was unloaded, Milton told Joseph that he left his shirts at his apartment and he needed to go get them. Joseph took him to the house and waited outside. He heard Milton enter the apartment and ask Elvira where the shirts were, and she said that they were folded upstairs. Elvira went to get them and Milton followed. Almost immediately, Joseph heard screams coming from inside and he ran up the stairs. Sorry, guys. To find Elvira clutching her throat (gasps) that had just been cut. Joseph grabbed Elvira and ran her to the neighbor's house to get her away from Milton and to get her help. Joseph looked up to see Milton also bleeding from his throat. If I can't have her, nobody can. Pretty much. Once the doctor arrived, Elvira Hutton was pronounced dead. Milton's wound wasn't as severe, and once it was stitched up, he was taken to jail. The trial started on June of 1849, and to say the proceedings were insane is putting it lightly. Those who testified said that Milton had a history of mental problems beginning from when he was two with his injuries he sustained from falling into the fire. And it's a miracle that he was even alive. Seriously. His attorney said that the murder had no motive and was probably committed in a state of excitement caused by jealousy and further aggravated by the relentless conduct of the other men in the town who were playing jokes on him. Those weren't jokes. Those were not jokes. Interestingly enough, the jury was very reluctant to convict Milton of a capital crime. But at the time, there were not degrees of murder. It was either guilty or Mm. not guilty. It took nine hours of deliberation from the jury to find him guilty of murder. But they accompanied the verdict with a unanimous recommendation for mercy. The judge sentenced Milton Streeter to hang by the neck until death. But the judge left the date of the execution blank. And it was to be determined by the discretion of the governor of the state. That's the, unusual. Yeah, it is very unusual. Um, I think it's one of those things of like, I'm not going to be the one to put this on here. Like, I'm going to pass down the sentence, but like, kind of like, I'm not going to be the one to blame for. Yeah. Put, so I think that was kind of like passing the buck along to the next person. Not let him die in jail. Right. On his right. retrial because he really is not competent enough to mm-hmm. stay in trial. But this guy wasn't black. Right. And exactly. anyway, I'm sorry. So they pushed it off to. I think I'm still a little salty about that last case. <laughs> that was I'm a pretty sorry. bad one. Um. Yes, the newspaper put heavy blame on the young men in the town who made fun of Milton and insinuated that they had relations with his wife. The New York commercial advertiser said, quote, these rude and remorseless jokesters 
have now the satisfaction of knowing that their fine sport has been purchased by the death of one human being at the hands of a murderer. And he is yet to be farther paid for by the death of another on the scaffold. In December of 1849, the governor of Massachusetts accepted the unanimous decision of the Committee of Pardons and commuted Milton Streeter's sentence from death to life in hard labor at the state prison. I'll leave us with this last quote that's from the incidents of his life. Quote, The companion of rogues, he is not a hardened villain and will be under a discipline best suited to the peculiar construction of his mind. He will be made to labor without disturbance and to earn his livelihood without the cares and perplexities incident to the common affairs of life. He will be placed under moral and religious instruction, unaffected by the vicious influences that surround the life of men in the busy world. His present home may therefore be made subservient to the interests both of himself, his friends, and the community at large. And there is where we will leave him. And that is the murder of Elvira Hutton by Milton Streeter. I'm sorry. I'm still very upset that they called those horrible bullies I know. jokesters. jokesters. That was what kept I kept ev- like ev- when I say everything kept calling them jokesters. Every single That's not thing a joke. I could find. No, that is not, not at all. This guy, not at all. It was obviously rude. has issues. Obviously, oh yeah, has issues. It's not a joke to him. It obviously bothers mm-hmm. him more than most, and it's not funny. That is straight up bullying. Yes, that's it is. what it is, and it's not funny. If it bothers somebody that much, obviously there's an issue mm-hmm. with it. So you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, what does it make you feel like a big bad man? I guess to so. make somebody else I guess have so. such a reaction. I. I do not get it. I do not understand. I mean, I love to pick at people. You know I do. Mm-hmm. But that's too much. But when you see mm-hmm. that kind of reaction, you can tell when you've gone too far. You can tell when somebody's not having it. You can tell when you need to stop. Yep. And that is not okay. Yep. That makes me so angry. And as we've A woman seen, lost her life because exactly. of this. And a man was put into prison because of this. Now, she shouldn't have married him. Her daddy should not have said, hey, let's go ahead and marry him. You know what? Well, she could have made her life. And also, she could have been exactly. a dressmaker for the rest of her life and been a spinster. And that's okay. Well, and you know, and especially at this time, there was very much that pressure of, I need to be married or else I'm going to be alone. But then there was also like from the other side which still to this day is an issue of no means 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 no today means no tomorrow means no a year from now means no and your life can still be a fulfilling life Mm -hmm. without being a wife or having children a mother (laughs) i was gonna say i know that's one of your like i mean i'm just saying what is nothing the right thing for one person is not the right Mm -mm. thing for another person i mean i know that at that time people did not get that Mm -mm. as long as and i'm a christian so this is this is my take Mm -hmm. As long as you are okay with God Mm -hmm. and you know that you are on the path that he has set for you, Mm -hmm. you're good. 
And I mean, exactly. And like, I mean, I, you know how I am about like religion and other things. I like, do. I just, I, well, yes, I live along a same, a similar path. You do. I also, though, I am, I believe if at the end of the day you were happy, and at the end of the day, you were happy with the path that you were on yourself. Like if you, if you can wake up and say, I feel good about myself today. I feel good with my decisions. I feel good with where I am at. Then that's enough. It doesn't matter what anybody else says to you of you're not doing there. I'm sorry, guys. And this is one of my pet peeves. And this is where sometimes my irritation, I will say, with some religious beliefs come in is that I don't personally think there is one roadmap to life. And there are some sects of religion that do believe that. Like there is only well, there's one. there's not one roadmap no. to life because everybody has a different exactly. calling. Everybody, not everybody's roadmap is the same. No. Now, I believe there is one way to heaven. I, I, but there, yeah, everybody I mean, does not have the same path. My calling is not the same as your calling. It's not the same as my sister's calling or my dad's right. calling or my mom's calling or my other friend's calling because we're all made differently. We're all we are. parts of the body of Christ. We are. And I, I, I think I believe that in a different way, I think is my thing of it is I, and I truly think that a lot of people's like religious or moral beliefs or anything, I think it comes mostly from the experiences that people have had in life. Mm-hmm. And because I think there are just some things that occur that that are very different. My life experience is not your life experience. Which and that's is, true. Which is why I never fault anyone for being a Christian, for not being a Christian, for believing in one thing over another. Because my life experience is not someone else's and it never will be and it never can be and you can never as close as your life can be to someone else's you didn't walk in their shoes and I and that's I think is where a lot of mine comes in I just think you know what if I am a productive member of the society if I am being kind and I am doing the best I can at the end of the day and I am happy when I lay my head down each night with how I acted that day. Now, there may be some days that I'm not. Like, Ooh, there's lots we of all days act, that I'm not. We all do things that we're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. But I may should have kept that to myself. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many different things that like, yeah, just because you didn't, just because she felt like, oh, well, and I'm sure the death of her mother didn't help either because her mother oh, wasn't I'm there. Sure. Mother's regardless of anyone's beliefs or anything like that, a lot of times, and I hate to even say traditionally because that's not even the right word, but usually, that's the best word, usually a mother is the word of wisdom, is the word of calmness, is the one that steps I'm going to tell you right now, my mother is the most patient person Mm -hmm. I know. My mother is the most... Not me. (laughs) Level-headed. Well, and and that's not true for everybody. But my mother is the most level-headed, patient person um, that I know. Now, 
I wonder if it has to do with her being Scottish, honestly. And I'm saying that. I'm saying that honestly. It does not because Scottish people are known for their temper. That is true. Are known for their temper. That is true. But mother, now I have to ask her for her opinion. I do have Mm -hmm. to ask her a lot of times because she won't say. I know, but I have to ask her for her opinion a lot of times. But she's a great sounding board, and I Mm -hmm. and I will ask her, and and she will. She she is good at encouraging me Mm -hmm. and helping me to see mm-hmm. and you know letting me just word vomit if you right. will at her and then saying okay i understand what you're saying mhm but right you know and it's it's important to surround yourself with friends and have those friends that you know that you can go to and mm-hmm. you're one of the friends that I'll go to you and <laughs> I have another friend that I go to and you'll look and, at me and you'll go what yeah, and I do <laughs> and, and like, I do uh, you um. and and you you and I have another friend that I go to mm-hmm. and I will I know which one I mhm and I will lay hello. things out. She might be listening. Hello. I, know I, don't, you, I don't think she does. I don't know. I don't think she does. If she is, hello. Anyway, I will lay things out and I will say, mm-hmm. what is your take? Because when you're in the middle of things, when it, oh, is, yes. when it is your life. It's hard to see from you the are emotionally in. involved in things, it is so difficult to separate yourself and see things mm-hmm. logically. So you need to have those and there Because you are, and there have been. I will not at all go into specifics of anything, but there have been situations where you have been emotionally tied to them and you have been mentally swayed one way. And I have looked at it from an outside perspective and I said, no, 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 no. This is what's going on. And I can tell you based off of behavior of other people and based on everything that's going on this. And you were like, I don't really. And I was like, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. take a step back and look at it from a non-emotional, not I've known this person forever, not even anything comparatively. And then you were like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I because can see I that Because I wear now. rose-colored glasses. And I do not. I believe everybody until you give me a reason not to believe. I will believe to a certain extent. However, there is a meter that goes off in my head that is like, mm, 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 mm. nope, nope, that is not true. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I, th- I feel like sometimes my brain is Maury when he's like, you said that this occurred. That was a lie. And I feel like my brain sometimes like does that. Like it's like, nope, 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 nope. Back up, back up. That's our test show. Our test show. That was a lie. Like I feel like, and that is true because you, which I think is super funny because a lot of people will listen to the podcast and don't realize how different we are. Oh, we're so different guys. But like we get along so well because we're so different and that's true and that's what's so funny respect each other's differences look i am the tigger she is the rabbit i am the snoop you are the martha true (laughs) 
But really, I mean, I... Since you haven't gone to jail like Martha. I have not. But I could see the honest thing that you went to jail for was tax evasion while you were on your cooking show. And I'm sorry, but that is honestly the thing that I could Because I didn't realize that it was happening. I was letting someone else cover it. And the prison that you were in is like Club Med where you like have tennis lessons. Because, well, I'm not an animal. I mean... I mean... It's so accurate. I have standards. But, I mean, yes, like... I think that that's also super funny, too, because a lot of people like some people will see it who don't. I'll say this. People who come in and absolutely like don't know us at all are the ones that are like, so <clears throat> how did y'all become friends different from you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Yes, she is. Yes, she and they're always is. like, so, <clears throat> and I told you this the other day. Someone yeah. was like, how did y'all meet? Like, <laughs> how did you become friends? Like, I don't, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> like, but I mean, I think that's still like, you have to. It's important to have friends yes. that are not the exact same as Correct. you. Correct. How boring would that be? You to have, have to exact same. You have to let's let's put it. And I've said this before because this has always been my true, genuine belief in anything. And I think that if a lot, and Plus you, her life would be boring without yeah, me, right? I mean, well, anyways, um, her yours life would be, yours would, would be, be boring. super boring without me. Let's just go ahead and put that this out. You true. wouldn't be on a podcast. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think, and I've said this before. And you've agreed with me before as well. I think that the main thing people need to remember is that we need to, yes, we need to appreciate the differences that you see in another and you need to celebrate the things that you have in common. Oh, absolutely. And I think if a lot more people thought that and understood that, I true and I this is a true belief like in my heart that is a black hole. Um if I'm trying to help her work on that, guys. I, it it hasn't worked so far. I'm trying uh, we're, year, we're years into this. Um <laughs> but I think that a lot I think a lot of things in this world. And I think too, a lot of things I'm jaded by a lot of things in, in the world. And I think that that's I the difference that you too. Are. I think that's the difference too, though, is I am very like, I am the one that brings you back to earth. Like you're the balloon that's floating off and I am the weight at the bottom of it that like brings you back down to the earth. And it's like, you can't go that way. Um, you we can't. That man doesn't really have a puppy in his car that he wants you me can't, to see. <laughs> Leah, it says candy on the side. It doesn't mean there's candy inside, okay? What? I mean, I'm like, yeah, Leah, you can float away, but you're going to kill all the birds in the atmosphere. So, how do we want to feel about that? <sighs> but I truly, Logic. I truly believe, like, in the heart that I don't have. Well, sometimes it's there. I have she a kid. She has a um, heart. It's, she just guards it. You see it very, rarely. Very, very much. Um, but I got in. <laughs> if you celebrate the things that you have in common and appreciate the things that you have in different, I think the world would be a much better place. I think that people could see things from another perspective. I think that you can say, I have X, Y, and Z in common with this person. And that is great. And I don't have this in common with them. But you know what? 
I appreciate their perspective. And here's, that's all you can say. And here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. That does not mean. But I'm a cut a hoe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, will, I will punch. I don't cut, but I will punch. But that doesn't mean that I judge I'll hand you. you the box cutter. That doesn't mean that I judge you. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what the problem is. People, that's the problem with a lot of things. A lot of. That is yes. the rap that Christians have. Mm-hmm. A, a church is a hospital for broken people. But I will say. And the persona is that it's a true. place for perfect people. And it's not. And I hate that that is. That is true. That is what people see because it's not. And that's what I want people to know is that y'all, I'm, I'm a Christian. I mess up. I say things I ought not say. I think things I ought not think. I do things I ought not do. I ask forgiveness, and my God gives me forgiveness when I ask for it. Now, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't judge people who do things that they ought not do because I do Mm -hmm. things that I ought not do. And that's not what a Christian is. And And Kayla has said to me, you're one of the few Jesus people that— Really and, does that. And well, and I think too, so to kind of explain things, because I don't think I've fully explained some of this on, on the podcast before. I have gone through what some would say a lot of religious trauma. I have That's been a good in term for it. I have been in churches. I have been a very, very spiritual religious person in the fact of being a Christian, going to church when the doors were open, like literally going to church when the doors are open. Like mm-hmm. I have done that. I have been that. And I have seen so much behind the scenes that is so wrong. And I disheartening. I will not even disheartening, just straight up wrong Mm -hmm. and things that should not be there from people of power in the church, that things, these things should not be going on. And I will say some of these people are still in places of power in other churches and I will leave it at that. Yes. Which is what disheartens me even more because that is frustrating. And I think that once in the last experience that that occurred, that was when I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I will say there are a lot of beliefs that are from the Bible, that are from Christianity, that are from really any religious culture that I do. I do partake in the beliefs in. I I do believe there is one, you know, supreme being over all of us. I do believe in all of those things. I I don't think I'm not an atheist in that I think some there's not something else out there. I don't believe that. I I don't I think there is a lot to this world. I also believe in some things that people would say are kind of fringe beliefs. Like I don't, I think that if you believe in angels, that you can't not believe in the opposite. I don't think that you can't, there are certain things like that, that I know that I'm weird in some stances, but I don't think that you can believe some things without also believing alternatives to those beliefs. Like people are like, oh, I don't think ghosts exist. I'm like, okay, do you believe in angels? Okay, then let's move on with our topic. Um, Because some people will associate the same, like, you know. Well, no, it may not be the same thing. And I understand the the beliefs all around. However, I think during the last situation that I experienced, I think was when truly my brain said, you know what? 
I know what I have to do to be a good person. And I don't have to go somewhere however many times a week for someone to tell me that I'm doing a good job and to get validation from that. Because you know what? The people who have been giving me that validation have done nothing but disappoint me, have done nothing but do things that are wrong. And that's the difference between Leah and I. Leah's not experienced that in, a, in that situation. I have experienced it numerous times and in numerous that. and I and and it's one of those things that like I appreciate the fact that I've gone through these things because I can take a step back from situations and say hmm there's something going on that I'm not seeing like I can I can do that and I'm fine with that but I also know like hey some people that's like their life like that's what they they thrive off of that's what they appreciate and they're this is, guys, depending on how you take this depends on how you will take it. That is what I am going to say. It is, I am not saying it in a negative way. I will say, I think some people do not have control in their own lives. So they have a strong desire to live by a rule book. And religion is that for them. Because they, I think a lot of people have had uncontrol in their lives and have lived on their own without that like grab back of religion to them, like that is good for them to where they feel if I don't, if I step outside of this, like my world will fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, and I say that because I had a dad that did that. Like my dad had... He felt he had to have, he needed to have a rule book, but he couldn't live his life without one because when the second that he did, he went the opposite direction because hmm. he didn't, you know what I mean? Like he didn't he have, needed parameters. he didn't have that foundation. And to him, that foundation was a rule book of this is wrong and this is right. And some people have to have that mental morality. And I think that it just depends on the person and it depends. And again, like I said, depending on who you are, depending on how you take it, it's how you take it. I'm not yeah. saying it in a negative way. Yeah. You're not saying that the Bible isn't real. The Bible Correct. is worthless. I'm saying there are some people who have to have that anchor to live their lives. Yeah. And if they don't, their life is chaos. And that is perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. I think that the issue that comes in is when you cannot see other beliefs outside of that. And when you go, nope, this is the only thing. Like if that's what if that's what your brain goes into and you can't even say this is what works for me, but it may not work for everybody else. If you can't say that, you need to think of why you can't say that. Because I've said it before, people who even in political beliefs, if you are offended and you are torn apart when someone has a different political belief than you, it says more about you than it does about them. Hmm. Because you do not feel confident enough in your belief of anything, whether it be religion, politics, anything. You are not confident enough for your belief to be challenged. And the second you are not confident in being challenged is the second you feel uncomfortable because you can't defend it. Yeah. And the second you can't defend it, is the second you run away and hate comes out because that's the only thing you know what to do. That's the only thing you can revert back to. 
is saying you're wrong. Not this is what I believe. This is why you're wrong. No, you're not wrong. Not wrong. This is just where my beliefs come from, you know? And I think that's where a lot of the world gets twisted. And like I said, you appreciate the things you have different and you celebrate the things you have in common. Period. End, end you of can the sentence. Always find something in common always. with somebody. There. Always. Always. You like dogs? I like dogs. And too. I am a great example of being able to do that because I ha- I can't, I do like finding things in common yes. with people. You and like I dogs? have, I like dogs too. I have very different friends, like very. Yes. My boyfriend is wildly different than some other friends that I have. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things that, you find things in common. Yeah. Like, and one of the best men, like Leah knows this as well. One of the best mental health things that ever happened was meeting my significant other. Not because I needed a significant other to complete myself. Right. I needed a significant other who would push me and help me grow in myself. Not someone that wanted decisions. to change me in that relationship. And so... There's just, guys, there's so many things. And just like this case, like you cannot think that you, your life cannot be a series of milestones that you feel you have to accomplish because it is dangerous to live that way. And I'm not saying this case is a, is a for sure example of that. I'm just saying, but it's dangerous when you start that. Yeah. You don't have to get married. No. Just just because. You don't have to have kids right when you get married. You don't have to have kids when you were. I don't have to have kids at all. I am a good example I'll go ahead. I'm Aunt Leah and I'm loving it. I'll take this bullet for Leah. You do not have to have kids because you are married, guys. Guess what? There are Mm. plenty of couples who are out there that don't want kids. And let me tell you something. I'm going to go ahead and grit my teeth when I say this. If you are someone who has asked Leah from this point forward if she is ever (laughs) having children, I will haunt you in your nightmares and your dreams. I am so tired of it. I have been friends with Leah for several years now. We've been (laughs) friends for six years Longer than that. Yeah, a little bit longer than that. Longer than that. But, and I cannot tell you (laughs) how many times, like, I know. Like, I'm sorry. I also believe that eggs have an expiration date. And I'm sorry, (laughs) I love Leah, but hers are fast approaching that date. Like, they're done. They're poached. They have gone into hibernation. They're done. I'm ready for them to be She's like, take them. Take, take it all. all. Take it all. Take it all. Take all the equipment. I mean, take it all. I mean, and that is okay. Uh, look, here, here's that the, doesn't here's make the, a successful marriage. I am forty. We are on one on this one year anniversary I know. episode. I'm clo- <laughs> I am very, very quickly approaching forty three. And let me just tell you, my filter gone, gone. Isn't it nice? I really don't even care anymore. And there's one particular person who has the unfortunate habit. The, uh, the as I said before, the, aud- the audacity, audacity in one pocket and, and the gall in the yeah. other. Yes. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, and I have that one pocket that has the one thing full of nothing that you need to care about. Yes. That. Yes. I'll tell Leah, she'll, I've given Leah that nice phrase of, do you yes. see all these pockets? There's not one F in them to yes. give. Do My you want to look in it? They're all empty. They're, They're empty. All empty. <laughs> 
Not not one. <laughs> not one. Leah's actually that. looked at me before and she goes, Do you see this pocket? Do you know what's not in it? <laughs> it's empty. I like pull it up and it goes. Weird. I didn't bring them with me today. All empty. So empty. Um, but anyway, but yeah, and you know what? You know what? Let somebody ask me, or let somebody ask somebody else in front of me when they are gonna have let them let them ask the question. Please, please, please. I am let me be there the next time a person asks you. Please let me because I have an answer. I have an answer. Stay out of other people's bedrooms. <laughs> number exactly. one, stay out of other people's bedrooms. Because number one, you don't know if they are trying and oh, have put so, all their money, all oh, their that's savings. So sad. Into, yes, which you I don't know not, that. I have not. I have not done fertility or any of that things. I just like Leah, being Aunt Leah. Leah likes being an Aunt Leah. I love Leah. Being Aunt Leah. I love my sleep and being Aunt Leah. <laughs> That's just the truth. Yes. Um, that's just the truth of the matter. Okay. But so I know people who have put so much money into fertility treatment, IVF, Gosh, shots, yes. all these things, and they have not been able to be And the heartbreak or, and, and the disappointment. And how much they die inside every, every time month. somebody asks them, mm-hmm. when are you going to have a baby? And y'all, I have been tempted more than once to say, well, you know what? What if I told you that I've had three miscarriages? Now, that'd be a lie. But just to see the look on their face, you if people need to understand why it's not okay. With everybody, you Mm-mm. do not share those things with everybody, and it just makes me angry because I have people close to me who have had that happen to them, mm-hmm. and it, it makes me angry for them because it hurts them so much. Because no, you're not going to share that with everybody. Or if you're even not in their close circle, then they're not going to share. No, that with and you, even even people who have had one child and have <gasps> had that struggle, yes, and then someone goes, infertility. "Oh, well, when are you?" You're gonna have another, and you're like, "Well, I've been trying. To. I've been trying. There's six. I've been trying for five years. Yeah. Like secondary infertility hard. is a real thing, and y'all, it makes me angry. It makes me angry on their behalf. Your life, that people are asking that. You, it's not your no. business. And it's not your business. Ask something else. Ask. Hey, I noticed you got a new car. Hey, how you know? How yeah. have you been lately? Yeah. And don't tell me. Fine. How are you? Yeah. Or. Uh, you know what? I, I, I noticed that you, you said something about you're working from home now. How's that going? How's that? You know, ask something else. Do not ask I mean, people I don't about care something associated with their bedroom. Is. No, Unless don't. have you redecorated. Don't. No. Or their marriage or their relationship or anything because. Are you dating anybody? Well, you know what? <laughs> I'd be bringing them around if I was. I have a, I have a husband. I'm, I'm just like, saying that's me, for other people. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the first time, the first time someone that was <laughs> Leah knows the deviance, the, ex- the extent of my deviance that I would go. She's so bad. That I would go, well, were you seeing someone? And I'd be like, she's great. <gasps> <laughs> and just watch. Just watch. Because you know so what? Bad. It is none. Of your business. None of it. 
I will let it. you know when I want to let you know. Do you know? You do you much. know when it is your business? When I tell you. No, when you're the other person in my relationship, it's your business how my relationship is going. Other or than that, don't if ask. I have a relationship, it is mm-hmm. your business when I tell you, "Hey, I'm dating somebody." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have told you all kinds of I stuff have today. Somebody really good to fix you up with. You don't know if they're my type one. You don't know if I'll say, you don't know if I like men. You don't know if I like women. Let me tell you, you don't know if I like days. So what are, what do you got for me? Because let me tell you, I can guarantee you your blind date. You're going to set me up on that. You think is going to be best for me. I can guarantee you it is not going to go the way that you want to. And that person is going to hate you for the rest of your life. But go ahead. Please introduce me to someone. Please. Please do. Oh my. Please. And it is the like it is those instances that it's just like and the reason that we say this is we live in the South. We live oh. in communities like this that are like, oh well, honey, you're you're no you're 25. Have you not met somebody? <sighs> no. I'm not I the amount of looks that I'll get because I'm divorced and I have a child, like people are like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. no. No, no, it, no, it's, no, it's no, a no. good thing. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Leah knew me married. She's known me not married. She's mm-hmm. known me single. She's known me in a relationship. Like, she's mm-hmm. seen all the facets of me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just. <sighs> it's all good. It's, you know, just stay out of people's bedrooms. Mind your business. Mind your business. That was the next thing out of my mouth. Mind your business. You're welcome. See, this is why. This is how we celebrate our similarities. Mind your business. Like, I can't. Business. I can't. I can't. And that is, you know, one year anniversary. I think that's the best way. Look it. into our lives, mm-hmm. look into our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We hope you've enjoyed us. I think that the one year anniversary is paper. And I mean, technically, paper is on that bottle. I mean, it if is. If we're going to be real technical with it. True. There is that. I mean, you could have given me like a gift card to somewhere. I could have, but why give a gift card? When I could have given you a gift card. Why give a gift card? You didn't even give me a gift. Why give me a gift card when there's wine? I brought you a prize last week because, or last time we recorded because I thought that was our one year. No, you didn't. I did too. That was my prize for something else. Don't even try and combine it, it together. Mm-hmm. For other life changes. And oh. you know. Yeah. So don't even. Mm-hmm. See? See? Oh, horrible friend. You have to have people that keep you honest in life as well. Just saying. I'm forgetful. I've had wine. It's all right. It's it's fine. We still have another episode to record. Okay. Well, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. <laughs> we really Thanks do. For with us for we, a year. We're not even, you know what? We're going to just forget the regular sign off. You know how to find us. You know yep, where we yep, are. Yep, yep, yep. We love you guys. You truly are so wonderful for Pink listening Starburst. to us. As, yes, as Leah always says, a pink Starburst, red, orange. If you're yellow, poof. Anyways, um, <laughs> better than red. I don't yellow like red. Is where, no, I like red. Yellow is where I draw the line. No, I like um, yellow. Uh, so we, I'll tell you guys, next week's an interesting one. Leah's going to have some interesting reactions. Oh, no. So we will see you here. Same time. Different crime. 
next week. And remember, there isn't liberty and justice for all, especially if you try to tell someone how to live their life. And that's where we're going to leave it. There you go. We love you guys. Happy one year anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.